Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, July 10th, 2022, and this is day 1573 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for equipping us with your joy and your peace and your long-suffering and your kindness and gentleness and and patience and self-control and just the fruit of the Spirit to go forth and do all that you called us to do for this day. Help us, Father, to uh, be about your will and not our own will. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is stereotyped. Yep, we're all guilty of it at some point in our lives. When we come to know the Lord, though, we recognize that more and more and avoid stereotyping, which is also another form of judging other people. You know, um, uh, putting your own spin on things about that person adding to or taking away and based upon what you see, you size that person up or we in general, you know, I'm just saying size them up, right? So let's learn a little more about even Jesus going through this. We're coming out of Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. And so it was typical for anyone there visiting a town, if you were a minister or teacher, you would go to the synagogue and you would teach. Um, So that's what he was doing. And they were amazed at him. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter, then you notice that they start off with, wow, this wisdom he's gotten and this m- remarkable, miraculous uh, things he can do in healing people. I'm, I'm adding that part, the healing. Uh, but then after that, they say, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph? Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Now, this lets us know too about Jesus' family, (laughs) Jesus' brothers. Uh, It shows four of them and that he had sisters. And they took offense at him. They were very jealous of him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. So he's saying, a prophet has no honor. 
you know, in his own home. He did not. He comes, goes home and to share the word and, and he is the word <laughs> to give you all that uh, he is oozing out and pouring out of him. And, and they can't even receive it because there's so much into a judgment zone. Verse five says he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and they and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. For Jesus to be amazed at someone's lack of faith says a lot. That means that they really were functioning um, without without faith. They were functioning. Uh, the root of it is fear. Fear that, that Jesus is going to be someone great. Uh, and, and to be so negative and jealous. Oh, wow. Super, super negative. You, you've seen some people like that. I know you have. And it could even be you. <laughs> you know, we just need to check ourselves. There have been times where I have stereotyped and God has checked me on that quickly. And the one thing that he always brings back to my attention every single time, if I dare look at somebody cross, cross-eyed to, to stereotype them, uh, God will show me, remember where you came from? Remember the grace and mercy I had for you? Surely <laughs> I can do the same for others, right? And, and we miss out on opportunities to share Jesus with people because we've already sized them up. And we've made up in our minds, based upon what we see, uh, they're not approachable. Uh, they, they're going to turn down the Lord. No, no need in talking to them about it. I'll never forget when I was walking around passing out flyers in our neighborhood by the church on 21st and Prospect. And right at the end of passing out flyers, going from house to house, uh, I, we come up and there was groups of us and we come up on this broken down truck. And it's just not moving. It it looked like an antique. It was just, you know, it was real rusty and all of that. And there were two men sitting in the truck. And, you know, they were getting drunk. I'm not going to say drunk. They were drinking. See, that would be <laughs> They were drinking. And uh, the Lord said, give them a flyer. And had I sized them up based upon what I saw, I would be fearful to go to their truck. <laughs> And the Lord said, go give them a flyer. And uh, when I went over to give them a flyer, the one man, what you got here? What What is this about? And I told him, and, you know, we'd like to invite you to, to our church right up there across the street and have dinner with us on Wednesday night. And if you want to stay for Bible study, we'd love to have you. Ah, all right, I'll think about it. He wasn't very, didn't come across friendly, but I've learned to not let that, you know, deter me in any way. And so guess who shows up on Wednesday night? <laughs> and the Wednesday after that and the Wednesday after that and accepted Jesus. <laughs> and who would stay there? He was there so often that my parents would uh, would go ahead and leave us at church with him at the end to help us lock up. <laughs> You never know, right? Let's just get out of this stereotyping and do it God's way. Point number one, most people are guilty of stereotyping others, judging them, putting them in a category based upon our assumptions. 
Stereotype means a fixed idea that many people have about a thing or a group that may often be untrue or only partly true, right? There's a stereotype about uh, kids or people wearing hoodies. <laughs> you can't, you know, you some people may automatically think they're up to no good or they're this or they're that, you know, thuggish or whatever. I remember hearing this on the news about uh, some kids at a mall. I forgot what state it was in. They were at a mall, black kids with their hoodies on and security put them out of the mall. Some white mothers heard about it that same day and went up, I believe it was the same day, went up in their hoodies and walked around. Not one thing was done to them. They confronted security about what they did to the black boys by putting them out because of wearing hoodies, but said nothing to them. You see what I'm saying? That's stereotyping. That's surely even can be racism. But that's how it begins. We start that stereotyping and then it leads into all kind of other evil. Many times we miss our blessing because we're so consumed by what the messenger uh, of God looks like. <laughs> Their background, who they're affiliated with, where they're from, etc. Now, unless it's the pastor coming to us, sometimes we are good with that. But God may use someone else. God uses ordinary people to get his word out. So someone else may come to you. It could even be a child. <laughs> there was a young girl named Rhoda that that got Neiman, uh, oh, Naaman, Naaman, uh, who was a valiant uh, officer in the war for the king and, and just an uh, amazing man with great character. And the only thing was he had leprosy. And leprosy was not a good thing to have. It was usually, it, it was so destructive. It, it would affect the nerve endings uh, of your joints and people would walk around with missing, you know, tips of their fingers and the toes, uh, tips of their toes. And, you know, the joints, the, the, the joints, pieces of the joint would fall off. And, you know, if they had uh, leprosy very badly, they had to be separated from the community and live in a different part of the community. And as they walked around, they had to cover themselves and walk around and say, unclean, unclean. So they're speaking that on themselves. And the only way that they can be considered clean is after they had not had it for a while and then go before the priest and he would have to declare them clean. So anyway, this young girl who was uh, someone that um, was the servant of Neiman's uh, uh, wife or Naaman's wife told him she needs, he needs to go see the prophet in Israel and he will be healed. And that is the beginning of how he began to receive his healing. And that was a young girl. She was their servant. Look at that, the background, the messenger, you know, who she's affiliated with. And, you know, that, and I'm sorry, her name was not Rhoda. Let me, thank you, Holy Spirit. Rhoda, <laughs> Rhoda was the young lady that when Peter was beating on the door after the angels got him out of jail, that was her name. The servant girl 
with Naaman uh, was not, her name was not given. So I apologize. Y'all know. All right. Got my names mixed up. So, but she was a young servant girl. So we need to not get consumed by who the person is that God sends with the message. Just receive the message. Jesus couldn't do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few people, a few sick people and heal them because of their pride and unbelief. He could not do much of anything else. Point number two, you too may be rejected by friends and family because of your stance and belief in Jesus Christ. Know that you are in God, in good company. Just as Jesus did not let the naysayers stop him from fulfilling his purpose, we too should do the same. This is not the time to throw in the towel because of the ignorance of others. Instead, we must dig in deeper and continue our God-given mission, adding to the kingdom of God. And our mission is as ambassadors of God is to share the love of Jesus with others because we represent the kingdom of God. And so we're adding to the kingdom when we do that. Just as that one man I told you about that was in the truck and he ended up being faithful every week, just about every week without missing a week for uh, at least, I'm thinking about a year. He was there. You know, when I've shared this with y'all, but when my husband was in the hospital about a week ago and he was in ICU, he's home and thank you for your prayers. He's he's getting better each day. Uh, but while being there and here he is, you know, just in really a bad situation, very low uh, blood pressure and fainting, you know, and getting dizzy when he got up and things like that. And they were trying to pinpoint, you know, what was really wrong. And then the hospital doctor walked in and I don't know how it got started, but and he just tells my husband, you need to lose weight. And, and that was really heartbreaking. My husband knows what he needs to do, but to say that in the midst of his suffering and hurting and, you know, it was stereotyping to say, well, you're a big guy. If you would lose some weight, then you wouldn't be going through this. You need to just do that. Well, if it were that simple, don't you think he would have done that a long time ago? If it were that simple for him, you know, you don't know this about him, but his knees are in bad shape. He's had knee surgery before and and it's hard for him to walk long distances or to walk a few feet without being in pain. He's always in pain, you know, and the heart is not able to take all the pressure uh, from doing too much astringent work. So he will be getting into water aerobics, but it's just a matter of getting to that point where he can start going. But that doctor, of course, didn't take the time to know that about him. He just sized him up. I'll never forget several years ago, uh, Sister Lily, who has gone on to be with the Lord, she worked for us, or I'm going to say she worked with us. I don't even like to say for us. The people that were, were, uh, they worked with us and uh, was with uh our company we had called Serving Clean, and we did hospitality staffing. So we sent people out to different events, banquets and things like that, weddings and, uh, you know, to help set up, serve and clean up. So she was at the Hyatt at that time, uh, and they needed staff to help, you know, their wait staff. They were short. 
And so Sister Lily was one of the regulars. They loved her so much. Every time I would send somebody over there, <laughs> any place, they would try to steal our people. And uh, Sister Lily and my friend, who's my pastor, Pastor Cynthia, also worked there off and on. Well, and Sister Lily, as I said, is already gone. She's transitioned on to be with the Lord. And she was such an amazing woman. Oh, my gosh. Well, while working there, she's serving people. And there was this one gentleman that would come in on a regular basis. And uh, to look at him, if you were to size him up based upon what he looked like, she told me this. He His clothes were very, you know, looked dirty. Um, you know, he had on the same old dirty looking boots and clothes and and uh, he just looked out of sorts, you know, and he would get a breakfast and she would serve him. She treated him just as good as she did the ones that came in in suits and ties. And most of the people that came into that restaurant were dressed up, but not this man. And then this man left her a big tip. And she was like, thank you so much. And and I don't know how they got into the conversation, but, you know, Sister Lily made everybody feel comfortable. And you would just talk about whatever was on your mind. And she would pray with you, whatever needed to be done. Well, come to find out, he was the owner of the construction company doing the work downtown or at the, at the hotel itself. I can't remember what work or what he was doing. And who would have ever known, right? Because he didn't come in flashy and acting as if he was somebody uh, great. <laughs> he was humble. And you just never know. And even if he wasn't, it doesn't matter. But that's what happens. We can size people up based upon what we see and then treat them accordingly. And if they seem like someone bad to us, we treat them bad. If they seem like someone good, we treat them with honor. And Jesus is letting us know, don't do that. We must treat everyone the same, not be a respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do for the other. So if that is you, be honest about it with God. Humble yourself and let it go and give it to God. If you've been on the other end of that, also, and this hurt you, and I know what happened my husband hurt him because this happens all the time. And we have to let that go as well. We have to lay it at Jesus' feet, cast our cares unto him and give it to him and ask him to help us with that, whatever that is, and, and strengthen us and, and give us uh, the wherewithal to continue on because that can be a distraction to you. Uh, when you're feeling that or when someone comes and says something to you, the stereotyping, it can throw you off course to where sometimes it may take a while to get back on course with God to undoing his will. Not to say you're not saved anymore, just fulfilling your purpose, which is very important. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. That is what this is all about. Coming to know Jesus and being with him for eternity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please check us out on TZoneKC.org to support what we're doing with our youth in teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and uh, human and sex trafficking awareness. We appreciate your donations and your prayers. Thank you so much. And please consider partnering with us if you're not already. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.